So how's, so how's, so how's it been going? Cheers. Oh, cheers, buddy. Can you see mine? Oh, <laughs> mine's doing a yeah. green screen thing. Okay. Cheers, man. How you been, dude? How you holding up? It's been okay. Um, it's, uh, I can't believe it's already been over a month since, since all of this went down. Yeah. What, what's your, what's your experience with, uh, COVID-19 quarantine? Uh, well, I was supposed to start a new job that kind of fell through or was, at least it's on a hold until the world turns back on. Um, just been sitting here alone with my thoughts, freaking the hell out. <laughs> uh, listening to Sugar Ray. Listening to Sugar Ray keeps me, keeps me going. Uh, <laughs> Jake, when was the last time we sat down to talk, man? Oh, man. Uh, let me look at, let me look at our when was the When was the last time we sipped Mimos, dude? Last time we sipped Mimos, let me see. I think... Bush two was in the White House. No, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, February eighth. Wow. Okay. Kind of a lot's happened since then. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should explain. <laughs> well, well, since, well, since then we we've put out three episodes. Uh, yeah. That we, had, that we had banked, and uh, now this is we're we're doing a, a little Zoom recording sesh because we're both uh, locked away. <laughs> Butter. That is correct. So, um, in the um, since that since that fateful February eighth day, um, yeah, you know our, our alien overlords uh, can <laughs> just wouldn't it be crazy if like a hundred years from now someone stumbles on onto this and they're like, what happened? No, um, <laughs> uh, the world uh, was um, struck by uh, a deadly pandemic called uh COVID-19 or commonly uh the coronavirus yeah so it's it's been I, you know it's so strange I remember when it first like got in like got announced you, you know how like these days everything is like debuted by like memes you know I feel like I feel like a lot of times like memes and jokes are like kind of a better way to find out information you know yeah. I saw <laughs> yeah yeah I, I saw something, it was like a meme and it was just like, it was a guy doing like, like karate or boxing. And it was like, it, it was like Corona, the, just the words coronavirus coming at him. And he was like dodging and kicking him. <laughs> and I was like, Corona, like that's, I don't know what that is. You know, this is back in like January. <laughs> and then uh, I saw someone, one of my favorite podcasters on Twitter. Uh, he was drinking, remember, cause remember when everyone was like, not buying Corona beer. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the dumbest, dumbest reactions to this thing. Yeah. Uh, he posted a photo of himself drinking a Corona beer. And he was like, I think the caption, he captioned something like, you know, like not going to let idiot America stop me, you know, or something like that. <laughs> and and yeah. that was, I think that was like, I mean, late February, early March. And even then I was just like, what is this? And then it just happened so fast. Yeah, it really did. And everything kind of went to shit real quick. Uh, yeah. Uh, how you been coping? You know, um, it, it hasn't been, I, I've been blessed. It hasn't, my, my experience with this has been, uh, hasn't been as, um, 
maybe as uh, intense as as um, some folks. I I've been sure. staying with uh, my girlfriend, and we've just been uh, both working from home, um, catching up on a lot of a lot of good TV and a lot of bad TV. Um, All right. Sure. So, and we just really, I really kind of like, you know, are there for each other, and it's made for a, it's made for a, a pretty, you know, as good as it can be experienced. Right, right, cool, man. Well, I've just been stuck here in, uh, in my apartment and li- living off the market that I have across my street. I haven't run out of toilet paper yet, miraculously. Well, because you notoriously don't wipe your ass. Right. Yeah. I just well, one one <laughs> one square is all I need. <laughs> one square. I mean, there was that whole summer like you stop and you liked it so much. Yeah. Well, well, I I just check myself out in the mirror. I'm like, that's ah, fine. I'll leave it alone. <laughs> oh, that's you really did. gross. <laughs> I'll, I'll cut that out. <laughs> no, I'll leave it. We're leaving it in. Um, have you been watching anything good? Reading anything good to pass the time? Uh, what did I, what did I watch? Um, uh, I watched what is most, oh, I got into a letter, Kenny. Have you heard yeah, of this? That's, that's Netflix, right? Uh, is it's it? on, it's on a Hulu right now, but it's like a, okay. this super Canadian show. Uh, and they, and they, I was listening back and we talked about Gilmore girls and how fast they talk. <laughs> These guys have like the thickest Canadian accents and they talk a mile a minute and they're really, really fast. Um, but it's like beautifully shot and like totally hilarious if you can get past like the weird, uh, basically a language barrier with like these super thick Canadian accents. But it's really, it's really fucking funny. Uh, who, who, who's, uh, who's in it? Like any, anyone I might know? Oh boy. I don't know what, uh, yeah, they, I don't know what the guy's names are or anything, but um, it's, it's you know, funny stuff. Yeah. I recommend it. Awesome, man. Yeah. We did, um, so we finished Friday Night Lights, which is I which I can't recommend enough. It's on uh-huh. Hulu. Okay, and uh, it's got a it's got my boy Tim Rig. Um, sorry, Taylor Kitsch playing Tim Riggins. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about this before. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. I mean, lose. it's all right. <laughs> uh, and in this, you know, Elliot and I have you know. Our previous podcast experience, we were working with, you know, our brilliant friend Maddie uh, on on a show oh. called "This Band Isn't Real." And this band is, is this band is real. This band is real. Sorry, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm nervous. My first Zoom Zoom cast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I hope this works out. <laughs> uh, Maddie, who also has a show uh, going right now uh, in LA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so check her out. She's fantastic. Um, but I lost. Oh. Oh, 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 so part of that was, you know, Maddie, Maddie said that her, one, of her, one of her friends had this, like, long list of, like, names. Oh, right. And right. so I've started kind of, like, keeping, like, a list of band names that I, <laughs> that I plan on, like, having in the future. Okay. All right. So you, care, for this? you care to share? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So uh, Pistols at Dawn. I'm thinking that one will be kind of, like, kind of like a cock rock thing, you know, like... Yeah, wear some, you know, you know, like spike up my hair, um, wear okay. some, or bust out my chain wallet again. Sure, sounds phallic. Uh, I would... yeah. <laughs> uh, the new records, I like that one. Oh, okay. Um, good show, old man. Which you'd have to say it like Gomez Adams. 
Okay. Um, Captain Bring Down and the Buzz Killers. Um, <laughs> okay. The Heavy Pours. Ooh, Heavy um, Pours. Okay, that's a good one. That was pretty cool, right? Yeah, but I, like I feel like with the Heavy with heavy Pours, you'd have to do like a Julian Casablanca's thing. Okay. You know, and just kind of like, like, I don't care, you know, like, but yeah. I'm, I'm a rock star. All the lyrics are lazy. Are the lyrics are lazy and screams through a telephone? Exactly. Yeah. Um, cheeky little kiss. <laughs> okay. Um, the spruce moose. Okay. Um, <laughs> emotional knapsack. Right on. From my friends, fans out there. Emotional and, uh, knapsack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you remember from that from the flashback episode where I think it's like it's Ross and he's like Okay. Of friends. Yeah. And he's like I think I'm gonna show her my our demo and Chandler goes, Emotional knapsack, right on. <laughs> okay. And then the reason why I brought all this up, uh Rim Tiggins. I don't know if you can hear that. It's a slow clap. Rim Tiggins? Wow. Rim Tiggins. Uh, that is suggestive as hell. <laughs> There's something going on. Have you, have you, imagine, you ever had your uh, rim tigged before? <laughs> can you imagine, like, you know, you know, like, three years from now, like, oh, man, the Black Pumas are playing their, like, homecoming show. Who's opening right. for them? Oh, Rim Tiggins. <laughs> rim Tiggins. <laughs> Well, if you but, start a if you start a band called Rib Tiggins, you know Taylor Kitsch is going to have to show up, right? I mean, he's he, I want him to be in the band. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> he can play the triangle or something silly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Friday Night Lights, and uh, we're like, we're in the middle of uh, Bates Motel. Oh, um, how's, it's how's like that? a, it's really good. Um, cool. Uh, it's like the, um, like kind of like a prequel slash reimagining of Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Right, right, right. Um, super juicy, super dark, kind of, kind of, it's very creepy. Um, but yeah, so we're, so we've been doing that. Watching a lot yeah. of Love Island. Love Island. Which one's that? Uh, well, there's, there's many, there's, there's, well, there's two. Uh, there's Love Island UK, uh-huh. and, it, and then there's uh, Love Island Australia. Okay. Wait, have you heard about this new show? It's like it's like one of those, but um, what's it called? I don't know. It's like called like uh, no too hot to handle. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're not allowed to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the whole thing. It's like who who can last long enough to like not fuck? I think I've never I haven't seen a frame of it. But it's like the poster or something online. I'm like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Dude, we we watched, we binged it last weekend. Wait, what? It's a, really? It, it's an easy watch, dude. It's I'm just sure like, it's easy. And so are the out, like, contestants. Hey. <laughs> carve out like eight hours a day. Give yourself some time to get a snack. Eight hours? The restroom. And like. <laughs> I'm not spending eight hours in that thing. Oh, my God. Um, so yeah, so I could not recommend that. Love Island, it's, it's like, honestly, like, the most, like, beautiful people in the world, like, uh-huh. <laughs> on an island, oh, and, uh, mm-hmm. they're compete they're competing for love, you know, and cash prizes, so. 
is it like uh, there's uh, is it is there like a bachelor bachelorette and they have that to compete for them or what dude oh man bachelor uh bachelor listen to your heart started oh god <laughs> did they sing on that one yeah so um it's all music it's like music based um mm-hmm. and they basically brought in like music musicians from all around and there's like three from austin actually uh yeah. one of the one of the guys um apparently he played like he's like a, a regular open mics um I, I i don't remember his, i don't remember him though um and um they're trying to find love but they're also like all really talented musicians wow, um, okay so yeah i i could i couldn't recommend that one we couldn't recommend that that one looks like like i when it, when it first i first heard about the concept i'd like oh man, you know he's the c sharp to my to my f sharp or something like that oh brother <laughs> or the <laughs> wow but, but yeah but other than that it's it's been cool have you seen the uh dancing one where the where these the two people learn a dance together without meeting they like learn a dance uh, with these two instru- two instructors separately, and then the first time they meet, they dance together. No, I think it's a UK thing, but I've seen a couple clips of it, and it's like, and I'm I'm not one for these shows, these trash shows, but uh, it's really kind of adorable because two people just you know back up with their backs to each other, and then start this beautiful dance, and then like runs through these like beautiful hallways and all this, and like do all this. <laughs> These dancers that they learned separately. It's really interesting. That's weird because that's 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 kind of similar to how you and I met. <laughs> you know, like I walked yeah. in, <laughs> I walked in, and then someone yes. started playing. Uh, what I think it was, "What Is Love" by Hathaway, and it just kind of we. No, I think it, it just worked. It just. <laughs> No, I think it was poisoned by the prodigy that played. That's it. <laughs> Ooh, I'm ready to. I, I I have some notes about the prodigy. I've got some notes on Sugar Ray, but we don't have to get into it too too quick. Uh, um, what what else have you been up to, man? Oh oh, speaking of things we watched, um, uh, the these new improv specials by Middleditch and Schwartz came out on Netflix. Oh yeah, dude, they are so good. It's so so goddamn funny. You should really really check them out. I'd love, uh, is it Ben Schwartz? Yeah, Ben Schwartz, who was um, John Ralphio on Parks and Rec. Yes. Am I yelling? I feel like I'm yelling. Oh, okay. Uh, and then um, Thomas Middleditch, who was, uh, he was the main guy in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, dude, talking about Parks and Rec, did you see uh, um, there, I think it's like, I think it's next week. Um, they're doing like a special 30-minute reunion to like raise money uh, uh, for like a, a, for a charity. Oh, okay. It's like all the original. I... Oh, sorry. I, I, I got a little delay. Sorry. Oh no, no, no. It's like all the original cast is, is to, is getting together and they're, they're doing like a new, like a new episode of Parks and Rec. Um, I am. So when it's crazy, I'm a big fan of that show. That's awesome. I, <sighs> I um so I watched you know how there's like that there's like that always big debate between like The Office and Parks and Rec. Sure. Yeah. What what camp do you normally fall into? 
Oh, I mean, I, well, maybe. Sorry, step up. What is that big bird in your apartment, Elliot? What's? I, I need to. I need the WD forty in my door right now. Oh uh, no, you're cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, but um, <laughs> which camp do I lie in? Parks and Rec or Office? Um, I think I'll have to go Parks and Rec just because um, they only like they both shows didn't end very well, I'd say. But Office sputtered out for like four seasons. After Steve Carell left, it's like, oh, it kind of gets hard to watch because he's the heart of that show. But yeah. um, and then Parks and Rec is just everyone on that is gold. Yeah. Yeah. How about, how about, for, how about yourself? Well, I'll say this. I've watched Parks and Rec through about maybe two and a half times. I've only done The Office once. Gotcha. You know, like, I think, like, I think, like, with The Office, like, The Office is kind of, like, it has its 45s. You know, each season is, like, you know, is a 2LP. But the singles are really good. There's those episodes you can, like, revisit. You can just drop back in and be like, oh, this is this is amazing. You know? Right. What's your but favorite I, Office episode? Sidebar. Sidebar? Um... Favorite office episode? I mean, there is, there is a correct answer. I, I, I hate to like sound like cliche, and I'm, but like, I kind of say dinner party. That's that's the correct answer. That is the best episode. <laughs> correct. I mean, you are correct. <laughs> I just just, just for like Hunter's song alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely the best single episode of the office. Absolutely. Uh, that being said, like Parks and Rec, I feel like it's like you can like sit back and just kind of like watch that whole series. Oh yeah, just like let it play front to back because there's something rich in. Not to say there's not something rich in every Office episode, but like you said, like after Carell left, I, I feel like it is a little bit more of a yeah, like a, not a, like nothing like you really have to make yourself be there. But and then then that yeah. weird like when Pam and Jim like. Like, are on the fritz, and she's like, she starts dating the, or she starts like showing interest in the in the the Mike guy. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. I didn't like that at all. Well, because as soon as you put the Willie won't they the Sam at the end together, you run out with you run out of that tension. And those yeah. first like three seasons of Office are so good because of that that uh, romantic tension they have. Then yeah. if you lose that, it's like, what are we doing? Well, we, I guess we have to split them up. So she goes to New York for the design thing, and like, and then they're fighting or whatever. It's like, ugh. And then he's, there's no more uh, sexy tension. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, I don't know. It's it's gonna be cool. I think it comes out next week. I'll to I'll to let you know what official date is, but it should be cool. Oh, the, the Parks and Rec thing. That's yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. I'll definitely check that out. Um. I've been doing a lot. Of, I've been doing like a lot of reading. Uh, I I read. I started reading Moby Dick, and then like I remember why I stopped reading Moby Dick. Like, <laughs> wow, though that's cool though. I haven't done nearly enough reading. I don't. Uh, yeah, I've just been. 
losing my mind in this new world. But uh, I should it I should is, be reading. It, it is the uh, the Austin Library, and there's like a, a fr- it's like a free library online. They have like just millions of books that you can just read on your laptop or phone. That's cool. So you, um, you're not not a big fan of Moby Dick. <laughs> I I think maybe because like do you remember that Patrick's do you remember, well, well, well two reasons there was a patch the movie with Patrick Stewart do you remember it the Moby Dick movie no no yeah where Patrick Stewart played Ahab no I've never seen it so I saw some of that when I was a kid and it was I remember it being like Baller Town um, <laughs> okay but uh um. It was a television miniseries, um, but so there was that. And then, do you remember the movie Page Master with Macaulay Culkin? No, I do not. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so Macaulay Culkin's kind of like he's like a like a kind of like a like a mousy kind of kid. Like he has trouble like making friends, stuff like that. Um, so one day he gets trapped in the library. Okay, and. Uh, it's raining outside and he like he falls and like hits his head and gets knocked out okay and when he wakes up he's in like he wakes up in like a cartoon world Mm. and there's there's like adventure horror and fantasy and um each each book takes him through an adventure in like their respective genre Okay. And for adventure, um, he takes him to uh, uh, Moby Dick. So he's there, and there's this huge whale, and like he has to like fight the whale off, and he fights a dragon. Uh, it's I, I couldn't recommend it more. It is so cool. It, mm, I, that, I don't know. That sounds re- really close to a never-ending story ripoff, and I don't appreciate that. What was a never-ending story ripoff? I've also page, never seen Never Ending page, page Jake, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm watching Page Master. Oh, okay. All right. Never Never Ending Story is like my favorite movie of all time. The bad Was guy that, is la- a lack of imagination. That's the bad guy in Never Ending Story. Really? Yeah, it's very cool. That's heavy. Yeah, it, it actually is pretty heavy. <laughs> I've been trying to like watch like the classics. Um, so I watched Ghost World. Oh, okay. And then, have you ever seen that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Buscemi, Johansson, Steve Buscemi, yeah, and Thor Birch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did Ghost World. Um, I'm excited for. So I guess one of the one of the things that happened during during the, the coronavirus in the early days, they canceled South by this year. Right. Which I think that was when everything started getting really serious. Yeah, it got real. When they canceled uh, St. Patty's Day, like it, we we got we got locked down on St. Patrick's Day, which is a crazy thing to do in a city like Austin. They, uh, I remember, we were getting ready to go on spring break, and it was like Wednesday, March the eleventh, and I, I like I said, like I told, I'd seen memes. And stuff like that, and and on Twitter about this virus, and they were like, "Hey, it might be a good idea to to go buy groceries and non-perishables." Right. 
And so I, I was like, uh, let, let, I'm just going to go buy a couple canned goods. And so, um, got, you know, bought, bought, bought some like canned veggies and ravioli. And then Thursday I saw more stuff and I was like, uh, maybe I should go buy more. So I bought a couple more. Uh-huh. And then that Friday, the 13th, yeah, yeah. L- literally like, uh, I was at work and one of my supervisors came by and was like, we need to leave. Like the campus is shutting down. We wow. need to be out of the building by 10 o'clock. And I was like, wow. I was like, so we're not going to get tacos today. You know, like what is happening? <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I, so then I went to HEB one more time and it looked like Thanksgiving. It was packed. Yeah. All the panic buyers. Yeah. Have you been to a, have you been to a grocery store since? Uh, I have. Um, it was probably one of the most stressful things uh, I, I've ever experienced. It was because it was like right yeah. maybe like a week or two after everything went down. Yeah. And um, I'll never forget. There was like I was standing in line and we were everyone was standing six feet apart and we had to wait outside of the store. Wow. And, and, and there was a there was a woman behind me and she might as well have been wearing like the Dustin Hoffman outbreak suit, you know, with like the full like face mask and <laughs> everything. Yeah. And, and I was like, how you doing? And she was like, Oh, you know, uh, I'm not scared because I'm putting everything in, in a higher power. You know, I, I'm, that's why I'm not scared. And I was just okay. like, says the person like, <laughs> with, with the hazmat suit on. Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay. Have Looking like day. Doc Brown, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was crazy. I, you know, we were something. One of the one of the grocery workers dropped something, and you know, like you know, I just picked it up and was like, "Oh, here you go." And like, he looked at me like, "Oh, uh, you know, like just kind of, oh, wow. what, do- what are you doing?" And I was like, and I and it, and it just hit me because just and I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and I just like. I put it back on the ground and like rolled my cart away. It was, it was something. Yeah. Uh, I've gone on, um, like I said, I've been, I've been living off my market across the street and, and they just put in like, you know, a couple weeks ago, a mask ordinance. I've been wearing a mask, but I've gone on a couple grocery store runs for my, my folks who live here. And man, that a couple weeks, I went today, which was kind of fine. I was in and there and out of there. But then, like, oh, I went like a week and a half ago or whatever, and it was so stressful and scary. Like, because it gave me this big ass list, and like, it was pretty crowded in there, and everyone's super stressed out, and they're all geared up. They've got gloves and masks on, and all this, and like something about the mask. I feel like even though it's over my mouth, I feel like I can't hear well. <laughs> also, because everyone's voice is muffled too, so I'm like the cash, the cashier is like, bah, 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 bah. I'm like I don't know what you're saying. Uh, it's just, ugh, it's so, so stressful and kind of scary. It's kind of scary. It's like, if, uh, if like we've got, we've seen so many movies about a zombie outbreak, but, but we've kind of started starting to see an actual outbreak and it just happens so much slower than you think yeah. it would. Yeah. You know, I never really thought about that, but that's, that's seriously true. Like you, 
it, it makes me think about did you ever see i think it was a Zack snyder dawn of the dead from like oh four yeah man oh boy that movie's crazy where she's like is she uh, the main the main character name and name of the actress and character i'm totally blanking on but she's like a nurse and she's like hearing reports of like people coming in with bite marks and bite wounds and she's just like eh, you know whatever I mean, that's weird and then she takes it she like wakes up and like the apocalypse the apocalypse is happening when did that one come out oh four did you say oh four i think i remember my uh my my college friends were big you know movie nerds and horror nerds and like uh when that one came out because there's famously a uh, zombie baby in it <laughs> oh mckay pfeiffer zombie baby oh yeah you're right yeah it's mckay pfeiffer oh my god from eight mile and shit um but like, I was just sitting there in one of my art classes one time and two of my horror movie friends were talking about it and one really liked it and one like refused to see it. Cause he's like, you know, he's like, no, uh, we're big Romero fan. So like, don't, don't, don't fuck with the master. I, it is Romero that did Don, right? Uh, yeah. But, um, there's a whole thing with the zombie movies where they split directors. I don't know. But, uh, uh, <laughs> he's like, John, is there a baby, baby zombie in the movie? And my friend was like, yeah, there's a baby zombie, but it's like, it's like very well done and very cool and creepy and fucked up. And my friend just like, other guy just folds his arms. is like, is it a threat? <laughs> like that was his, <laughs> like his, his big concern. I just started laughing my ass off. Cause I'm like, who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> like this is the, the, you know, the wall you're going to die on is, <laughs> is this ba- baby zombie, this zombie baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is very disturbing, though. Oh my god! Um, you know who else is in that movie? And I always forget because he plays kind of he he plays a scumbag in the movie. But in Modern Family, he's like the nicest <gasps> man in the world. Uh, oh, Ty Burrell. Ty Burrell. Yeah, yeah. He was also the new boyfriend, Betsy Ross's boyfriend in Incredible Hulk. Yes, the one that boom. Yeah, the, the psychiatrist that tries to, like, yeah, Bruce Banner. He's like, everyone's got problems. He's like, not like this, man. Yeah. And then, like, then he's like, yeah. what did he say? He's like, when he meets, like, uh, the Major Ross, he's like, you know, uh, Betsy always said her, her dad was unpleasant, but now I totally understand what she meant. Or something like, something along those lines. <laughs> I put you there, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I rewatched that. Oh, Ty, Ty, Ty Burrell? Mm-hmm. I love him. Oh, he's been, I, I like those first few seasons of Modern Family are really good. Yeah, he's really great. That just ended a couple weeks ago. I, I, I hadn't seen the last few seasons, but I, I liked it when it you know, first came out. It was really cute. Yeah. There's that one episode when, he's, uh, when him and his son are tightrope walking, and he, and he, and he, keeps, <laughs> and he keeps falling off. <laughs> and like, it's, like, it's like a foot off the ground and all this, and, like, and the kid's like... Dad, do you think we're just not doing well because the tightrope is so close to the ground? What if we like raised it up to like twenty feet? <laughs> and the and the dad Tyrell goes, <laughs> "Oh, son, that's brilliant." <laughs> and they raise it up <laughs> and like, oh, this is the funniest thing. Uh, I love the one where I think it's one of the earlier seasons, and Claire. Claire like lets him win. They're like jogging, and she she lets him win to, to like because he like he got his ego got hurt, uh-huh. and 
he gets back and he's like, all right, number one, I did it. And then like Haley comes and just like hits him with her car. Oh, I don't, I don't remember. The, I don't remember that one. And he's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I'm due. I'm due for rewatching that show. It's that was yeah, really I good. Dive, I might dive back in. Yeah, that's fun. I, I have the time on my hands. Yeah, um, we both do. But right. speaking of, you know, uh, uh, you know, let's see, let's see how music for. Let's see how he does it. Let's see. <laughs> Come on, Segway, Jake. Come on, Segway. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, can, you, uh, can he this, do it? Can he do this, it? It's, this, not, it's not looking good. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> let's just talk about the goddamn prodigy. <laughs> all right, okay, let's do it. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> it's a very different dynamic. Very different dynamic over the Zoom thing. Like, yeah, it's harder to give each other shit. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you want to you want to talk prodigy yeah let's let's talk prodigy not there's there's a rapper named prodigy correct yes okay so anyways last time we all met months in the before times in the before times (laughs) back when we could meet across my my dining table i had i told jake to listen to um the prodigy's 1994 album music for the jilted generation it's their second album there is a rapper called Prodigy. Uh, this band is called The Prodigy. Uh, and they are decidedly different. What did you think <laughs> of music for the Jilted Generation? Jake. All right. Let's, let's take a look. So, like my, like my partner said, music for the yep. Jilted Generation is a second studio album by the English electronic group The Prodigy. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, released in the UK on XL Recordings. In the US, it was released on Mute Records. Uh, and it, debut, it, made, it debuted at number one in the UK charts. Right. Let's, let's see. So uh, the Prodigy was founded in Braintree, Essex, which, is, which has to be the coolest name of a city ever, at, at anywhere. Essex! <laughs> by, I don't know. Uh, by musician slash producer Liam Howlett in 1990. Liam Howlett, yes. Hey, Elliot, do you know where yeah. um, the Prodigy got their band name from? Um, I don't actually. What do you? Th- what, um, I always thought it was because Liam is a Prodigy pianist. Uh, well, uh, that, that's a good guess, but actually, it was from the Moog um, Prodigy synthesizer oh. that Liam is said to have used in a lot of his early recordings. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's see, according to Wikipedia, the prodigy along with, uh, the chemical brothers who we talked about last episode, mm-hmm. um, and fat boy slim are credited with popularizing the big beat genre. Hmm. Okay. Can you explain to me what big beat is? I hesitate to agree with that statement. Uh, that that Prodigy, Fatboy Slim, and Chemical Boys are all uh, even under that um, genre label. I would say if anyone is Fatboy Slim, is for sure. Big Beat would be like um, very much the Fatboy Slim vibe. And, spoiler alert, almost the Sugar Ray vibe, which is where it's like um, the beats are kind of uh, big, the kick drum is low the snare is very high 
and there's like broken beats and beats on top of other beats. The closest thing Chemical Brothers has probably done is block rocking beats, which is just all about that that drum break. You meant you meant that was the one that your brother introduced to you first, right? You mentioned that one last time. Um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dig your own. Uh, it's off of Dig Your Own Hole, the first Chemical or the second. Pardon me, Chemical Brothers album. Um, I w- it's very much the Fatboy Slim sound, big beat. Um, there are other uh, production um, duos and bands that would better personify that genre than Prodigy or Chemical Brothers, such as the Propeller Heads, which, note to self, maybe I'll make a version to learn it. Um, it's just beats over beats over beats. So Fatboy Slim would, um, he would have a low end beat. He would have a mid range beat and then a high range beat. And it's just all about these like very, um, bombastic sounds like boom, 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 uh, just kind of going everywhere. Very, um, fun, light, light, but like huge walls of big, gigantic beats sounds. Uh, I don't know if Prodigy quite fits that. They've got a lot of they got a lot of kick in the lower register, but I don't think they're quite the big beat sound. But they all came. Uh, Prodigy, Fatboy Slim, and Chemical Brothers did make put out huge albums in the uh, mid to late '90s while that kind of sound was getting out there. One one, one of the things you talked about um, when we discussed the Chemical Brothers how was how in Europe, you know, these albums hit number one, but in the United States, like they had to like, they didn't, they had to like have, like you said, for example, you said like Gwen Stefani on Moby Southside in order to, in order to, um, to sell it. Like sell. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, why do you think, why do you think like, I don't have the where it where it debuted in America, but I mean, debut number one in the UK. That's that's a big deal. Like, what I mean, what? Why do you think it? It takes a little bit longer for it to catch on in the US. Well, um, well, for one, even Moby is is American, um, uh, but there just wasn't the the audience in America is a little less educated about this electronic sound, and uh, you know that that Moby's play came out and there's some big beat influence there too, but um, uh, it, it just wasn't quite um, what people were used to, but, you know, so the Gwen Stefani thing, they threw her on that recording so they could make it as a, make it a more of a U.S. friendly single. And in, in the, in the UK and, you know, all over Europe, there's a, um, uh, a, a much, much um, richer, Oh, I got to be careful about this. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least at the time, a uh, much richer rave and club scene where this music was kind of um, a bit more the norm. Like you would, you would hear this stuff, uh, uh, you know, uh, played all over the place. And, and we didn't, and in the States at that time, I don't think there was a lot of um, really that, uh, the rave culture was so deeply underground at that point. We didn't really, uh, it wasn't really quite in the mainstream quite yet. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That, that was very, that was very well said, man. That was awesome. Was it? I feel like I was rambling, but okay. No, that was, that was very eloquent. 
Oh, okay. Wait till we, wait till we talk about Sugar Ray and I'm going to be like, and then, uh, I love Mark McGrath, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what's All weird? Right. What's that? I, did, I, ju- I, just, I just realized this now. Uh, oh, boy. And I hope this doesn't get back to him. But Liam Howlett from the project kind of looks like Mark McGrath. <laughs> <laughs> like a little bit. Like a little bit. Mark like, McGrath is a handsome guy. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, I've got, that's a note of mine, by the way. Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> was the band hindered by his uh, attractiveness? <laughs> I mean, he's just so likable. I, I, I like an I like, like an almost famous. I need to say it. Your good looks are, are holding the band back. Or whatever. <laughs> Your looks have become a problem. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm saying. I saw so everything. All my research. Just you know, pretty much with, with with the exception of one thing, is pretty is pretty much from um, from Wikipedia. But um, Wiki, yeah, I saw on here that uh, uh, Praji is has been referred to as the Godfathers of the raves. How do you feel about that? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I, um, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, it's one of those bands that uh, have gone through a lot of um, changes. And I use the term band loosely. Uh, in all your research, did you ever figure out how many people are in The Prodigy? So I know Liam Hallett is the guy. He is the guy. He is, he is uh, the Tom York of Prodigy. He is The Prodigy. But was, what was really interesting, though, is how I, you know, because, I mean, honestly, admittedly, come into this all i had all i had to go on was smack my bitch up you know right. and and fire starter and breathe right. oh that's right. a good album sure um, all off of uh, fat of the land which is uh, yeah. their bit which which crushed in the u.s charts by the way so that was like the big u.s one i think um but that one featured uh keith flint keith uh, flint and, yes and he's the iconic with with the hair and the yeah. look and you know he was just the punk rock thing. He was the guy, you know, and I thought he was Liam Hallett, but gotcha. I was really, of course. I, I found it really interesting that Liam Hallett was someone completely different. Yeah. Um, and Keith Flint, who, uh, sort of recently, uh, left us and, and passed away. So, uh, little uh, high five to Keith Flint out there, but he, uh, he was like, you know, the, the lyric, uh, the vocalist behind Firestarter, and you can hear him on a lot of things. Um, but the band is, is it is Liam. L- Liam is the guy. And he's this incredible producer and, and a really amazing uh, pianist. And like, he just has this brain for melody and it's really beautiful. And they, uh, they um, started out as a, I, I, what would you call it? A, a hardcore band, like a hardcore, the electronic genre, not like a, a punk or whatever. Like, where it's these insanely fast um, beats, kind of like German bass, but they would just, you know, people just, uh, you know, take rave drugs and, and lose their minds on it. And and it came up in this culture where uh, a DJ or a um, producer, performer would have hype men running around on stage with them or dancers. And Keith Flint was one of their dancers he didn't sing for two albums. He's he's not on their first album. He's not on this one. I think he was with the band, but as a dancer, he had long ass like a uh, blonde hair, uh, 
there's another guy, Maxim, who is one of their hype men and like uh, raps on other things. He's in Firestarter as well, I think. Uh, Maxim, but, Maxim Reality, right? Maxim Reality, yeah. He's he's he. I saw he was credited as like writing the, the lyrics and singing on Poison. Yes, he he's the only one uh, out of the uh, rotating crew of Prodigy on this album besides Liam. Without I, when I saw like reading about because there's there was another gentleman I think he plays keyboards with them and his name is escaping me right now, um, but it a lot I was really I was really surprised by how much how many of their profiles started with like you know musician rave dancer and you know producer et cetera et cetera like I I just never I this is you know now being experienced but i never really how strong that rave or that rave dancing was you know was during this time period it was really interesting learning about that yeah it was a big deal i really hope i really hope my little mic didn't pick up pick me up burping right now i apologize to the gentle listener (laughs) you're kind of breaking up a little bit i think we're both battling our uh wi-fi signals and stuff but i hope hope the recording comes out okay um uh well we haven't even gotten to what, what did you think of the album man it was heavy. Okay. Yeah. Like, and I, I, did, uh, I just, uh, it's also quite long. I didn't is, realize how long it is. It's, it's 78 minutes. You know, what's really funny. You know, when I searched it on Spotify to give it a listen, I, I pulled it up and it said like two hours, 18 minutes. And I said, Oh, I said, what is, what is Elliot having me listen to this week? What is this journey oh, no. he's taking me on? But that was, I guess that was like a deluxe re- reissue that they did. And there's like a bunch of like extra material. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. yeah they, they will do that. Chemical um, is actually um, famously always put out a best of in between albums. I mean, how many best ofs can you have, man? <laughs> but they do it. They do it. I think it's easy to, to put out and they get a lot of money for it. And that pays for their new album. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I think Prodigy put out a special edition of uh, most all of their albums. There's those first three, at least. Uh, I've seen the special edition of Fat of the Land, and I almost—I remember almost buying it, and then like looking at the back, and it was just like remixes and stuff like that. And I was like, "Oh, this is this isn't the one." I remember that. There's yeah, there's like four tracks on like the second disc, and it's like uh, there's like one remix on there of uh, of Breathe. I think it's by. Um, Noisia, that's pretty dope. But yeah, YouTube it. That's fine. I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about it. Um, I I liked it. It was. Um, it kind of reminded me of uh, Homework by Daft Punk. And didn't they come out? And they came out the same year, right? Ninety four. Well, I think Homework was actually earlier. Maybe even later. But those but those Homework tunes were um, out there for a long time. You know, just just kind of like, you know, definitely a little edgier. I would say um, the production value, the production quality is was a lot better as well. Um, but just kind of like that constant building. The I, I love you know, you know I love a synthesizer. So that synthesizer yeah. in there, and I, uh, um, the drums, the drums were just incredible on this thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and like I, know, I understand like uh, the the density of it. The, the tracks are long. Um, uh, and a little side note: homework came out three years after this. 
Wow. Which is kind of interesting if you think about it, because these, these tracks are, uh, they seem later than homework, don't they? I don't know. But homework is so, I think it's also a collection of tunes that they've, they had been working on and had recorded a long time ago, but um, it's, it's such a different sound. Yeah. There's a lot more, I, yeah. a lot more going on here, I guess. Yeah. I, I connected to, and I, and I loved, I loved homework for sure, but um, I connected to this sound a little more, maybe because, I mean, shit, man, some of the stuff was, I mean, it was almost kind of metal, like, uh, um, yes. And on voodoo people that like guitar Ooh, that starts off boy. the song. Yeah. Um, um, their, their law is a pretty intense uh, rock and roll tune. Fuck them and their law. And their law. Yeah. So, uh, it's great. Uh, did, so did, in your research, did you find anything about what a lot of people speculate this album was a response to going on in yes. the UK? Yes. Uh, the 1994 Rave Act, I believe. Uh, so, Which is... Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh go for it. Uh, in the, in the uh, the the inside liner notes or the gatefold of the album art is this beautiful painting, which is odd that they have a painting on the inside of their cover, but um, of like <laughs> all these hippies at a festival uh, on one side of a cliff, and then on the and then across this uh, travasse or crevasse is like all the cops and shit, and then you just see a kind of hippie dude with a bandana flipping off the cops and cutting a, cutting a drawbridge between the two cliffs down. Um, And, and uh, I think, and, and also like the title music for the Georgia generation and tracks like there, a lot of people thought it was a response to that. But I think Liam later said like, no, we didn't really mean it to be like a political statement or anything, but there was a lot, there was a lot going on, uh, with with uh, rave laws in the UK at the time, which is really interesting that they tried to like outlaw raves. Like that is well, yeah. Well, they did it here too. Like the, uh, there's really? there's cer- certain acts in certain counties. A lot of them in the Midwest where I grew up and like got into the rave scene were it was about drugs. Like how can we curtail the use of ecstasy and you know MDMA and uh, how can we stop these drug dealers? Well, where are they selling these things? Well, they're selling them at underground parties. Let's make underground parties illegal. So, and it's it seems like a weird thing to do and really restrict people's freedoms. But here we are quarantined. (laughs) But uh, that makes sense because I remember that time. I remember you told me about that time you played chicken on a tractor uh, to win to win that girl's love because the town they wouldn't allow dance parties. (laughs) Uh, Is that? and Bonnie Taz, I Need a Hero, played in. <laughs> is that Footloose? <laughs> That's Footloose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, I, I, I didn't know that, that that was going on in the States, too. That is insane. Yeah, well, it's, you know, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, you know, they've. It's odd that. There's, no, there's like nightlife laws and stuff like that that pass in certain places. A lot of them, like. Uh, uh, in, in much more conservative areas than others. Uh, but it's such an odd thing to, you can't, it's it, it's borderline footloose laws. They should call them the footloose laws because not everyone that goes to these things is getting fucked up and hurting themselves. It's just an underground scene, you know? Yeah. Um, it just, but they're just, they're just trying to, 
curtail the use of drugs and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why in death homework on other tracks I have. What? Death Punk's homework? On on Death Punk's homework and on the on the track called Revolution Nine Hundred Nine, there's always police sirens, and then you can hear "Stop the music and go home." I repeat, "Stop the music and go home." You hear this, ah, and then boosh, boosh, boosh. It's also a response to that. That those no laws shit. Down. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Wow. Yeah. So this felt this felt pretty punk rock to get into when I was a you know when I was a kid. Yeah, man, I can see that. I, I, a couple more, um, yes, a couple more standouts for me. I like three kilos. Um, oh my those, goodness, like, the soul the, with that like soul keyboard going on. It was like I put it's kind of like Stax Records meets you know the rave. And those um, flutes, that flute sample. That, yeah. Oh come on. Um, talking about that punk earlier. Um, I think it's the the final song on the record, or maybe second to last, uh, Claustrophobic Sting. Yes, that's the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that song is straight up DeRezer from Sean Legacy, bro. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Like, I was listening to it, and I was like, why does this sound so familiar? That's you know, and like it's the, with the... um <laughs> Right? Uh, or is that the uh, one? I, or sorry, Claustrophobic Sting, I meant. Um, but... Is at the moment like, my mind is it's blowing. Got the, it's one? got this like synthesizer where it like. <laughs> is that the one? It's got the <laughs> one where like it's like it. The only way I can describe it is the synth sounds like it, as if it's a rubber band being stretched while it's playing, like. It's just it's it's, it's uh, that was not a very good sound, uh, very good reenactment. But I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um. But no, it was, this was, I had very little exposure to, you know, to like rave music and especially like this like harder drumming big stuff going into this. And like I said earlier, like my only exposure to the offspring was, you know, smack my bitch up. I think, honestly, I don't even remember. I think like a, a friend in like middle school made me back in like 2002, made me a mixtape and it had or mix CD and had smack my bitch up on it. And, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know that there was such rich history and um, really culture to this band. Oh yeah. Um, and after, after this album, they kind of, that's when <clears throat> a few years later, fat of the land came out. Uh, and that's the one with uh, smack on their fire starter and all this. Uh, and then they became kind of, they, they were able to adapt into that kind of new metal culture that uh that we talk about sometimes i'm just trying to listen to cluster of sting real quick <laughs> yeah listen for the rubber band synths yeah yeah the one's like my mind is blowing or glowing or whatever uh, yeah um but uh yeah yeah with uh with fat of the land their next album they were able to they put they put the uh, they put Keith and Maxim the two quote vocalists uh, kind of in the forefront. Liam stays behind a gigantic rack of keyboards, and I think he did, I think he just likes being in the background. And yeah. they kind of let let these dudes be leading men and like rock stars, and uh, and they were able to really push that sound pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. 
I really enjoyed this one. I, just a, one, a final note. I saw. I looked. I looked it up on. I looked up the album. I just Google Google searched the name, and I found a YouTube video um, for a headphone company, and they had a DJ on their DJ say so. S E Z Z O, and they had her on there, and she was trying out these headphones, and she listened to the album, and she actually started crying listening to the album because of how powerful it was. This this and, one, mm-hmm. Jilted. Wow. And she said, just, just being able to hear all the the nuances in it, it just it really it. She got really emotional watching it, and it was it was something. It was it was cool, and it was this was a really cool. Um, really cool. Listen, thank thank you for recommending it. Cool, man. Um, uh, David, you said Voodoo People. Do you have a favorite track on here? Anything speak out to you? It's a lot. Uh, I know. I re- I realize after the fact that it's it, boy. It's like it's literally double the time of your Sugar Ray album, and like it's, <laughs> I'm like looking at looking at the, the beyond, besides that weird 45 second intro track two, which is essentially track one, break and enter big favorite of mine is eight and a half minutes long. <laughs> um, I have from, from, for the ones that stuck out to me. Um, yeah. Their law full throttle. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, voodoo people, which you talked about. Yes. Um, the heat, the energy. Yes. I love no good. Um, start to dance. Huge. Tip. And, yeah. And of course three, uh, three kilos and claustrophobic. Very good. Very, very good. Those are just some good favorites, man. Um, a couple things to wrap up here Uh, uh, if you like this album at all and you like voodoo people check out the pendulum remix uh, which takes it to full drum and bass and like style and like uh, remasters it for kind of the modern aughts and 2010s that's that's a band from Australia that William's a fan of and then that's um, the three, three kilos pendulum remix Oh, Voodoo People. Voodoo People Pendulum Remix, yes. And there's also a... Um, uh, like Liam had approached a few producers and, and said, hey, we're putting out you know, another, another best of box set kind of thing. You have my entire catalog. Which tracks do you want to um, you know, remix? And a lot of people said Breathe. A lot of people said Smack My Bitch Up. And then Pendulum, this band from Perth, Australia, said Voodoo People give us voodoo people. And it's, it's fucking sick as hell. It's a crazy, crazy, crazy drums. And it's kind of re re reimagines the song. Um, the last tr- three tracks in this, uh, are called the narcotic suite. Uh, it's kind of like a, a, a kind of a, a triptych of, uh, of tunes. It's really, uh, really wild and, uh, uh, uh trippy. Uh, those are really great tunes. And I, 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 I listened to this during high school, all the time. It's a huge album for me, even though it's very, yeah, very dense and very <laughs> long. I think I read when Liam had put the album together, it was like almost two hours long. So he had to trim a lot of the fat of the land as it were. Hey, uh, <laughs> you were a lot better with that than, than I was earlier. Damn it. <laughs> um, also, if you, if you like this album at all, or are curious about Liam and his influences, cause it is all Liam Howlett. Uh, check out um, the Dirt Chamber Sessions, which is a DJ mix he put together, and it's fucking ridiculously good. So, okay. Awesome. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step away and get a refill. 
Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop because I don't I don't want to stop and mess up the re- recording. You yeah, can okay. edit this out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. So we'll just so we'll do this. Uh, all right. So we'll be right back uh, to discuss uh, an album that might not be as influential as <laughs> as the prodigies. Prodig- oh God. Prodig- oh, it's <laughs> the progeny. Progeny. <laughs> Uh, the Prodigy's music for Jilted Generation. Um, but we'll be right back to talk. Sugar we'll be right back with... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, four, four t- okay, we're really crushing this on the Zoom thing. <laughs> four t- <laughs> Take it away. All right. <laughs> oh, we're killing it, dude. <laughs> All right, so um, welcome back. Welcome back. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well welcome back to uh, Sipping Mimos with Jake and Elliot. Hey, uh, we just uh, spent the first half of the episode diving into um, the Prodigy's iconic uh, record, "Music for the Jilted Generation." Yes, and now we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about um, Sugar Ray's <laughs> iconic. 1999 album 1459 hey elliot do you know why the album is titled 1459 i sure do jake do you <laughs> i believe i do if the, the album is a it's kind of like a joke a self um a joke the band was playing on themselves saying that uh they were reaching the end of their 15 minutes of fame gotcha when i when i read that i was like oh i kind of like these guys now okay right, that's that's very cute i'm like oh do they have a sense of humor about themselves because i love that dude i mean i feel I feel like Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray gets it. Okay. You know, they have, I, I have some thoughts on the album, but they get it. Like they have, I don't know, let's see. Um, so, because, just because the, the, I don't know, the, the sense of humor about themselves goes a long way because this, this what is his name? Zach McGrath, Mark, 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 Mark whatever. <laughs> he just has, he just has this Zach Morris vibe going on where like, oh, come on. Don't you just want to like, oh, uh, like not like him, but if they if they had, he seems to have a sense of humor. He he was in Sharknado and shit like that. I'm like I like <laughs> I'm like I kind of like this guy. Okay, he is hilarious. He has a um, he has a show on SiriusXM on the '90s channel. Believe it or not. Um, oh, how about that? <laughs> and so he, he he's like a com- he's a competitor of ours. Yeah, <laughs> 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 and he like does this like he's like he comes out. He'll like poke fun at himself. Um, he'll poke fun at like Sugar Ray's old songs that, that they put out, and, and he's he's such a likable guy, and he looks good in yeah. the blue tank top. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I remember uh, a lot of the a lot of the ladies in middle school and high school had a big crush on this guy. Yeah, I, it, it it takes a special it takes a special guy to like pull off the frosted tips as well as Mark McGrath did. <laughs> One of my notes was. <laughs> And I'm sorry, I'll, I'll let you finish your intro, but I can't help myself with this with this band. Uh, <laughs> um, I one of my notes was just I just wrote down a bunch of jokes. I was just like, uh, did the album come out? Come was it that was the album released with a, a packet of hair dye so you could cross the tip? <laughs> <laughs> Which is me. I know. I'm just joking. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, yes. So, fourteen fifty nine is yes. uh, certified quadruple platinum. Wow! Suck it, the prodigy. <laughs> That's a lot of Sugar Ray albums sold. Quadruple platinum. Yeah. What's yeah. what's platinum? Is that a million or is that a no, platinum's a million? Wow! So, wow, four million at least. How about that? And at least three of them uh, are from me. Three <laughs> albums, not three million. So. I YouTubed it. Full disclosure. So <laughs> they got a they got, uh, they got a few clicks from me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a follow-up. It's the follow-up to the band's 1997 album Floored, which okay. features the iconic '90s hit Fly. Right. Um, and uh, you know, last last episode we talked about my. my the reason why I picked Sugar Ray is because Sugar Ray was a former tour mate of Corn. Corn sounds nothing like 1459. Yeah. That's uh, because Sugar Ray used to be a lot heavier than this album. Mm-hmm. Um, but the success of Fly inspired the band to explore more poppy sound. Gotcha. So they kind of rebranded. Yeah. So th- that opening track, that, that odd intro. Oh, isn't that good? So uh, something I noticed that both these albums have really weird intros that are kind of nebulous and don't really mean much of anything. Yeah. Like, it was Prod- the, uh, Jilted has this uh, like 30 second little like taking my, my work back underground. And this one's like doing a new sound. And it starts with this like crazy thrash metal thing. Did you catch so the it, lyric? No, Did you catch no. the lyrics? Of the- <laughs> they are. Be nice to your sister. Talk to your grandmother, even though you miss her. Don't play ball in the house. Don't play with scissors. Be nice to cops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> off the bat, what are your thoughts on 1459? Um, uh, short and sweet. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of the big beat sound, I, I, I was like, who produced this? Because it sounds like a lot of later Norman Cook stuff. And Norman Cook is Fatboy Slim. Like the way the way the beats kind of land, and like the way there's like weird uh, kind of stringy samples and like background female vocals and programmed beats. One of my notes is like, do they even have a drummer? Because a lot of these beats are clearly uh, programmed, um, just because I, I guess for this poppy sound that they're kind of heading towards or are working on um, uh, the 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 short, sweet, and uh, poppy, uh, bouncy, happy kind of vibe is very Fatboy Slimmy. So I, I appreciated that. I was into that. I was in that. And, and you know, those those hit singles are, come on. I mean, they're so they're so catchy. It's undeniable. So I'm not. Um, same. I so I guess we should talk about. Probably, I mean, next to Fly. Even though I, I enjoy this song more than Fly, might be a controversial. <coughs> excuse me, a controversial. Controversial, controversial, contraception, contraception. Something that Con- Sugar Ray my- never uses. <laughs> hey. Hey. This is a this is a, a contraceptive opinion. It doesn't, um, it doesn't feel the same. <laughs> Ooh, it's contraceptive because it doesn't feel the same as everyone else. Ooh, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I I I don't want to like these guys, but I'm sure they're all really cool. Uh, every morning. Um, yeah. So, number one, number. Okay, check this out. So, number one on the U.S. Top Forty Alternative, yeah. Adult Top Forty, and Adult Alternative. 
How about that? Um, got a shout out to uh, guitarist uh, Rod Rodney Shepard for playing that iconic acoustic intro. Is it the boom, 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 boh, oh, yeah. boom, boom, boom? Okay. Uh, I would argue the '90s Brown Eyed Girl. Whoa, that's that's a bold statement, dude. Dun, 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 dun. You know, you're like, I know that song instantly. As soon as you okay. hear, down, 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 down. You're like, okay. you know exactly what it is. And there's a certain twang to it. Is he finger picking on that? Is he pulling two strings at once? Like, bring. Yeah. Bring. I've buttered on. That's one of those guitarists where I've tried, ma- it's kind of like ACDC's Back in Black, where I've tried mastering it for years and uh-huh. it just never sounds the same. Right. Interesting. <laughs> oh, um, here we go again, saying interesting too much. I, I, I was re-listening to the other episodes. I'm like, I, just go, I keep going, interesting, interesting. Every time you say anything, it's the worst. Sorry. It's all good. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so the chorus for every morning um, reference, references melodies in um, uh, the song, uh, melodies from the song Suavecito by the band Malo. And uh, the uh, Hugh, uh, um, I'm sorry for the last name pronunciation, pronunciation Hugh Masakella's uh instrumental grazing in the grass and their songs where I'd never really put the two together but when you listen to both songs you're like oh that totally sounds like that totally sounds like every morning by Sugar Rain and uh Mark McGrath actually on the Wikipedia article was like yeah uh when we were hanging out we we would you know we would go we would hang out at um Lowrider um meetings and they would always be playing these songs so it just kind of oh, wound, okay. wound up in the song um this, this is another california band right where are they from right they're from newport california okay man oh man this california thing i know i'm trying to oh man the next band i have picked out is from california too <laughs> that's okay dude don't worry about it man i'm three for three <laughs> <laughs> you're okay it's okay i'm I'm going to just go for like a New York or Florida band. That's next the time. sound you like. Don't, don't apologize. It's, it's interesting to me. It's okay. Um, let's see. So, uh, set, uh, I really maybe listened to this album once years ago. So it was fun to revisit. Um, falls apart. The song after every morning with the run away, run away. I like, I, I like that. that. I like that chorus. The run away, run away. That's, that's fun. Come on. That's cool. For um, sure. Maybe you might feel the same, but I kind of felt like this album is a little uneven as far as sound goes. It looked like they were... Okay, my theory is, and you might be able to confirm this, did they expect Fly to be such a hit? Because it seemed like it, it blew up way more than they thought it would, and they were like, oh, shit, what do we do? We have to make... I guess we're a pop band now. Uh, let's lean into this, because holy shit, there's a lot of money in it. Which brings me to another question was there a dj on that first album that's a good question let me let me take the old internet because the wiki wikis of it all i'm like it just it kind of it smells it smells like them trying to um uh just really get that i'll edit out me pausing but like just trying, to, trying to get trying to get so poppy and uh dance floor ready it, like uh, Songs all of a homecoming can agree on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so on floor, there actually was a DJ. Um, okay, I like that DJ H- DJ Homicide 
Craig Bomasad. Okay. Well, you know, when you think about it, I mean, like, Limp Bizkit had a DJ, DJ Lethal in the band, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Inc- and, Incubus uh, as well. Incubus. I was going to say Incubus, yeah. What, uh, who else? Who else was a big band that had a DJ? Corn never had one. Slipknot. Did they? Slipknot had a DJ? Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Why am I doing this? Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just curious. Uh, and like, who was the, do you know who were the, who was the first like new metal or, or even alternative band to like put a DJ up there? I mean, let me see when $3 bill y'all came out. I mean, I should know this. Oh, sublime. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, Did sublime have a DJ? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it toured, they toured with them, but you can hear there's a lot of scratching on um, their self-title and stuff. For sure. So Limp Bizkit's $3 bill y'all came out in 1997. Okay. Uh, Floored came out in, let's see, 1997. So maybe 97 might be a big year for DJs and new metal bands. Yeah. All right. I just wonder wonder who... Who started that? I'm also curious. Uh, DJ New Metal. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. That's a good uh, let's, um, talking about how the album is kind of uneven sound-wise, uh, ne- that's um, Personal Space Invader. Uh, yeah. That one sounds like a Green Day song, specifically Welcome to Paradise. Okay. I heard a lot of like, even like homages and a lot of like the l- lyrics and oh, there, there's a, there's like a hollow notes reference in one of them. Right. There's like, Oh, a, I missed that. Um, there's like, he literally says the line, like we can get by on the, on the old man's money. Is that, is that rich girl yeah. or yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rich. It's a, a line from rich girl, hollow notes, rich girl, but like it's on one of these tunes. I forget which one. Oh, I, I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah. And then Abracadabra is a cover. Who did Abracadabra? Steve Miller. Steve Miller. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? That was a cool song. Can I tell you what song I really liked? I could, like, dug, dug the hell out of? Please, hit me. I I like those, well, two or three big singles. They're fine and digestible and cool. I liked Burning Dog. Burning? It's a little heavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah, it was, like, aggressive. And, like, there's, like, there's, like, some... uh, Brick beats like, like in there and like um, interesting production. And at the end, it, it ends with an um, an amen break, which is this like drum break that's been like sampled by uh, uh, thousands and thousands of drum and bass producers, including like Aphex Twin and all this stuff like that. It's like this little short little clip by this band called the Winstons from like the fucking forties or fifties, and like um, it's just this perfect break, and people slice it up and. Like it said, that's the very end of Burning Dog. You can hear an amen break. It's really cool. Whoa. Yeah. I um, like that one, though. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, Someday with that. Another. Like, I feel like Sugar Ray just kills the acoustic guitar intros. Mm-hmm. Um, music video directed by uh, Korean-American music video director Joseph Kahn. Um, that's the one with it's black and white, and they're playing in the water. Yes, I, I watched it. Yeah. I, I can't. It, it, the, the video for Every Morning was iconic, too, when they're in the skating rink. Yeah, that's really weird. And he's, <laughs> and he's wearing that blue He's wearing that blue tank top. Oh, killer. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, another fa- personal fa- even though, um, I feel like this song oh, is... Which one's that? 
even though it's towards the uh, kind of towards the end, it's um, it's oh, uh, uh-huh. it's a, yeah. it's a song that I feel like is very strongly influ- influenced by Weezer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can hear I can hear a lot of Weezer going on here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and apparently, uh, while touring for this album. Um, the band actually released a special uh, tour edition of the album that included a song called Rivers, which was written as a tribute to, to Cuomo. Rivers Cuomo from, yeah, from, from Weezer. Wow, cool. And if that's not a, a hint for next week's album, I don't know what is. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, what are your final thoughts on 1459? Um, I, you know, I'll be honest. It's not. It's not quite uh, where, where my head's at. Um, when it came out, I was, you know, I was listening to, you know, my weird electronic stuff. I wasn't quite ready to um, admit that I enjoy this stuff. Uh, it was like trying to admit that I liked Friends or Melrose Place or something like that. You know, like <laughs> or, or 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 trashy dating shows. Like I just wasn't. <laughs> I didn't have the confidence in myself to be like, oh, that's a good song. I'm, I'm going to do it. I like Every Morning. I like Fall Apart. These are cool. These are good tunes. There's no denying. I wasn't ready to do that, man. Uh, so I kind of just ignored them. And I was bummed out that girls like this guy so much because he looks like exact the opposite of me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's so good looking. Oh, my God. No wonder he's like a, just a personality now or whatever, though. Um, uh, but you know, there, there's some cool stuff happening on this uh, album. Uh, production is pretty rad. Like the phrasing, like like the way the songs like change and change up, and like is is pristine. However, simple, um, uh, short and sweet. I'm just looking at it right now. The longest song on here is four and a half minutes. So they they really know it. Like they're they're in and out, and they're just you know. Uh, d- coming out playing a pop hit and that's all they kind of want to do and they do that very well so but i couldn't help but wonder <laughs> i wrote down today when i was listening to it i wrote what was radiohead doing this year because <laughs> if you're gonna put out if you're gonna put out if you're sugar ray <laughs> and you're putting out 1459 however winky that title is uh, in 1999 okay computer came out in 1997 and then Kid A is right around the corner in 2000. Like, so we know better music is out there. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, uh, who would be, who is the Sugar Ray analog of these modern times in 2020? Like right now? Bruno Mars. Something like that. <laughs> like, what, what, what do you think? <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't kidding. I don't know. Uh, like someone just producing just like just, just a, like a, like pop like 40 minute albums that are just straight up pop hits Man. and they're not trying to be anything they're not but, but maybe with a uh, history of more uh, intense or uh, punk rock music man that's a tough one I I, I don't know Shoot, I, I can't think of anything right now I don't even know what the kids are listening to these days Billy Eilish. Oh, I love Billy. I do too. My um, mom's working on it, a painting of her. It's interesting. Really? Interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. So you you actually just like made me I was curious. You said what else is 
Excuse me. <laughs> You're good, man. Don't worry. Sorry. We'll um, cut out the cost. It's number no more. What um what else is happening during this time? So nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. Uh Rage Against the Machines Battle of Los Angeles. Ugly, yeah. Not Los Angeles. Los Angeles, sorry. Um Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication. Uh Nine Inch Nails put out The Fragile. Um Eminem wow. put out the Slim Shady LP. Wow. Oh shoot. Um Moby put out Play. Wow. Okay. Um Chemical Brothers, of course, was surrendered. TLC yeah. uh fan mail, that's the one with no scrubs. God, iconic year. How about that? A lot going on that year. Uh, yeah. I'm not trying to take any, anything away from these guys by saying what else was going on, but uh, I'm just and, – and I could say, like, oh, what if they try to make more meaningful uh, music? But that's not what they're – it's clearly not what they're trying to do. They're trying to make milkshakes. They're, they're making, you know, they're making quarter pounders over here, and it's fun, and it's, and it's catchy, and the musicality is, does its job. So I can't deny that. Uh, here's an idea of the albums I've given to you um, Daft Punk Prodigy and uh, Chemical Brothers what's your favorite so far and I'll tell you mine definitely Chemical Brothers definitely Chemical Brothers I gotta go so we, we did um, Eve 6 Eve 6 Corn Corn and, and Sugar Ray, uh, and Sugar all, Ray. I gotta, all, all California bands weird yeah I'll go Corn with me okay uh, yeah for sure um even though i don't know if i was when i said when, when i gave my final thoughts in corn last episode i said it sounds like just got out of work just got out of school windows rolled down full blast kind of music and i and this is more like um you know uh, i've got friends over at the barbecue kind of music, you know, like yeah, it's sunny. It's a sunny day. It's Saturday. We're all chilling. We're we're all having <laughs> coronavirus Mimo, beers. Mimos, <laughs> or, or, yeah, fucking hell yeah, we're having mimos. Uh, <laughs> that, that's 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 just kind of sound. And um, I, at the time, I didn't like this stuff. But if someone put it on right now, like down at my pool or whatever, I'd be like, oh, nice. Interesting. Oh, cool. 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 <laughs> I remember this band, man. Like, I totally get why these, these hits would be on like a, a you know, a barbecue party playlist. And I, that's, I think that's where they fit very comfortably. So I'm, I'm, right. I'm, into, I'm into that. All right. Very well said. I, I agree. You know, like, um, I don't think that Sugar Ray was trying to break new ground um, right. with this. I think that they were just trying to, you know, find success um, as as musicians. And um, as a result of that, they came out with two really big hits. And uh, one, especially every morning that, you know, it's, it's like I said, like I, I would make the argument that it's Brown Eyed Girl of the 90s, you know, just – that acoustic intro, as soon as it comes on, you know you're going to be in a good mood when you hear that song. Yeah. I'm going to um, think of that Brennan Girl allegory. And, and I'm, you know what? I'll tell you right now, I'm going to listen to that song again because so, it's in my head. So, <laughs> so you got me, Sugar Ray. You got me. I, 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 yeah, like, I don't – I mean, like uh, the, the, um, 
falls apart. I'm definitely adding that to a playlist. I don't know if anything else. Um, Burning Dog was was killer. You were around that one, but like, yes, I like that one. Um, yeah. Besides that, I don't know if I would return to this album um, unless I was doing. We were revisiting it for the pod. Um, is is there a better album by Sugar Ray? You know, I'm very. This is my first really big experience of about of diving into non singles for for Sugar Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was cool. It was it was neat to kind of you know I, I listened to a washing dishes this morning and kind of like took my mind out of the craziness right now and just being 11 years old and you know not a ha- not having a care in the world. Wow. Good washing dishes music. Good chores music. Yeah, you know, just something to have on, something catchy. I think music for the jilted generation might be good, like video game music, if you don't like the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Video game are okay. like, it's good pump-up music. It's just like, it's just the way it like builds and builds and builds. Like, I'm a, my, my days of playing sports are long behind me, but uh, had <laughs> I found this album 15 years ago, I probably would have, I found that album 15 years ago, I probably would have jammed it back then. I don't know, man. All right. Well, I, I think that about does it for Sugar Ray and Prodigy, two bands that yeah. I never would have guessed would be on the same bill of any kind. Uh, but right. I, I, w- I wouldn't imagine that, wouldn't imagine discussing or revisiting these bands with anyone but my bro Elliot. So thank oh, you. Oh, thank you, Jake. And thank, I'm so glad we could uh, sort this Zoom thing out, even in these weird ass times. I'm glad we can keep the the pod moving along and uh, giving each other uh, something fun to do in these trying times when we're just trying to. Uh, or we're sick of binge uh, binge watching Netflix, when, and if and if we don't have people we can hang out with, we've at least got uh, a cool little homework assignment that we can think about and listen to. I agree, and you know, for for like uh, Elliot mentioned earlier, you know, we've put out three episodes now. So anyone that's yeah. anyone that's listened to them or um, uh, given given us a, a try, thank you so much. Uh, yes. It really means the world. Yes. This is something that we've talked about doing for gosh you know such a long time and being able it to took do us a it. while yeah yeah being able to do it lots of lots of lone star and whiskey you know came into this conversation these conversations right <laughs> so you think you get us to this point absolutely yeah oh i thank, want to say thank, one thing before we before we get to uh oh sorry go ahead what oh no i was just gonna say thank you for everything and uh just to be strong out there and you know and drop if you're personal friends of Elliot or Elliot or I, like I'm, I'm sure, you know, he, he would say the same thing. Be sure to drop us a line or give us an album recommendation or we share them on Facebook all the time and Instagram. So if you, if you like an album or if you're from the nineties or, you know, whenever, uh, try to keep it nineties, you know, but we'll, we're open-minded. Uh, let uh, yeah, us know. On that note, I was gonna, I was gonna say uh, when I rudely cut you off, is I gonna go, um, <laughs> Th- thank you for listening and if you if you want to interact with the show uh, we set up a gmail account you can email us at sip and mimos pod at gmail that's sip and mimos pod s-i-p-p-i-n m-i-m-o-s-p-o-d just just kind of didn't want to spell every single word out and to make it really difficult and, so, so, wait, so you're telling me that name wasn't already taken you know <laughs> Sip and Mio's pot. Should I change it? I swear to God, I will. Uh, no, I, but, I love it. I love it. Okay. Sip and Mio's pod at Gmail. Uh, hit, hit us up. 
and, and uh, send us a message and we'll read you. If you have questions, we'll read them on the air or send us a review. I don't know if you can review things on SoundCloud or, or you can comment on things on SoundCloud and we're on SoundCloud and we're on Spotify. So if you, if you want to sh- sh- share the hell out of this show so people will listen to it, that'd be great. Honestly. Yeah. We've gotten like some really kind words so far of just some friends and, and really is really is awesome. So thank you for listening and yeah, I'm um, excited to see, to see where it goes and hopefully and Ellie and I bounce bounce some ideas off uh, off each other, and then we have some really fun ideas. So once everything returns to normal, uh, hopefully we can make some of those happen for real. Yeah. And um, oh oh, but Adam, did he not get my? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Wait, someone someone's zooming in. <laughs> someone's getting joining. Zoom <laughs> someone's joining the conversation. Oh, who is it? Uh, who is it, Jake? <laughs> I, I we've been trying. He, uh, he was here last episode. Um, yeah, uh, but he was kind of nervous because you know he's 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 you know he's an artist and he he didn't have he didn't have the material ready. He didn't listen to the albums, but um. Oh, his mic's not. His mic's not his, working. Oh, so he can't send. Oh man, Adam. 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 Uh, okay. Well. Li- well, listen up because we're about to introduce next week's album. So yes, that, that way you can jam them and be ready for ne- next week. Okay, okay, cool. He's nodding. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right so um, <laughs> for next week's albums, you have your. Oh, I out? love it. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to riff off of yours if you want to go first. Okay, I've got I've um, got two I've got two in front of me that I'm. Hmm. Oh, maybe a. Hmm. <laughs> you, you, you sounded okay. You sounded like you had a good one in mind, right? Yes, I, I feel like I do. Okay. All right. So, for my album next week, um, I, I want to dive into a band that over the years has gotten like a lot of you know a lot of slack, or a lot of flack, something. Okay. Um, and uh, but they're very. <laughs> I always enjoy them and they're very fun to listen. Um, so for next <laughs> week's album, we okay. are going to jam Weezer's Blue Album. Love it. Okay. <laughs> awesome. I'm on board. I like Weezer, I think. I don't know if I've ever listened to an album that there's all the way through. Dude, Blue Album is, is a fun listen. All right, man. Cool. What year was that? 94. 94, okay, I'm gonna, mm. we're just bouncing years now. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to go, okay, since we st- we talked so much about Big B and we haven't gotten to this guy yet, I'm going to have you listen to an album from 1996 <sighs> called Better Living Through Chemistry. Okay, which is, who's that? Which is, that is the debut album by Fatboy Slim. Yeah. Oh, and I think you're going to like this. It's got a lot of, it's, if you wanted to know, you know, that new sound you're looking for, that big beat (laughs) sound. If you want to know what big beat is and what it sounds like, it is this, this is definitive, uh, big beat. And there's a lot of crazy, crazy guitars in here, including a sample from Pete Townsend of the who. I think, I think you're really dick. Um, and there's a lot of really wacky, interesting goofy kind of shit and it might pair really well with weezer just awesome. like just like orange juice pairs well with champagne i'll drink to that well all right man <laughs> we did it um <laughs> we did it 
so hopefully, hopefully this recorded the way it was supposed to. Oh boy, uh, I sure hope so. And if not, Ellie and I just got we just we reconnected, you know, because yeah. it's been almost three months. So this was nice. Yeah. Well, if if so this reco- recording gets lost, I had a lovely talk with you tonight, man. It was wonderful. Cheers. Cheers, sir. Uh, thank you for listening to Sip and Mimos with Jake and Elliot. Uh, we hope to see you guys soon. Uh, and we hope you can hear, hear us soon. And stay safe out there, folks. We're going to get through this uh, by staying apart together. Oh, nice. Uh, my man couldn't have, said it, couldn't have said it any better. Stay safe out there. And um, hope to see you all in rock and roll soon. <laughs>